Hello beautiful beings, welcome to Let's Create the Revolution Together, a podcast about creating new ways to embody ourselves as human. If you're here, you're probably well aware of all the shifts that are happening on our planet. Maybe you go with the flow with those changes, or maybe you're struggling to find who you truly are. Either way, this space right here is for you. My name is Marigold Era. I'm an Ayurvedic wellness coach, a spiritual life coach, and a podcaster. I am here to guide you through this reality that we can call the Earth School. I strongly believe that we are here to create new ways to show up as individual and as collective, and that every experience that we encounter is an opportunity to grow and evolve. So grab yourself something to drink, make yourself comfortable, and let's jump right into the next episode. Hello, my beautiful beings. I'm so, so glad that you're here today. There's going to be an amazing episode right now that is um, an amazing person that I met with um, this podcast. And I'm so glad to share her story with you guys. But for now, I just wanted to tell you guys that there's going to be a little rebranding on Let's Create the Revolution together. Um, It's been going so well for the past four months. And I feel like it's time for me to um, be a little more present and show a little bit more of who I am and to into this this podcast and so I thought it would be a good idea to just like spice things up a little bit um I'm not gonna tell you guys all the details yet I am gonna tell you that the date has been chosen for the the launch the major launch it's gonna be an amazing event I'm gonna invite you guys for sure to be there can't wait to be there and so it's gonna be on the first new moon of January 2024. Um, So it's going to be the first new moon of the whole year. And since it's a new beginning, I thought it would be, I don't know, interesting and clever to just like do it on that date. So there's going to be all kinds of stuff. I'm going to keep you posted. And for now, I'm going to leave you to this amazing episode that we did with me. Um, and you can reach out to her at the, your numerology bestie on Instagram. Um, she's amazing. And I'm going to leave you to this episode. I hope you enjoy. Hello, beautiful beings. Welcome back to this podcast. Today on Let's Create the Revolution Together, I'm honored to introduce you to May Her. As a spiritual healer, May has ushered countless seekers towards wholeness, revealing the divine energy uniting all. She's channeling celestial realms, connecting us to universal truth. Through her, we can learn to harmonize with love, joy, and peace. But her real jam is through numerology. That's where she finds her distinctive voice. Numbers to her aren't just symbols, but more of a language of the universe. As a numerologist, she harnessed the frequencies of the number for personal transformation. So if you need insights on your life's path, maybe some spiritual connection or some hidden ability, you can always reach out to her on Instagram at your numerology bestie. Links are written down in the description below. In this episode, 
We're going to circle back to how she got to this amazing way of offering herself to the world. She has been through so much in her life, and I'm very excited to share her story, which has like so many twists and turns. Um, she overcame a lot of traumas, and she's ready to share her stories right now with you guys. And I'm very happy to be there to support her story and to share it with you guys so that you can find insight for yourself uh, in your own life. And I feel like this is how we're going to create the revolution by connecting to one another uh, with our stories. And that's how we evolve. So I'm very uh, glad to share your story today. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, May. Hi. Hi, gorgeous. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be a part of this uh, with you. Thanks for opening up the space for us. I feel so safe, so <laughs> warm, and this is going to be good. Yes. Yes. All right. So let's jump right into the story, your amazing story. Yeah. And let's start with your parents. Yeah. So my parents, I am actually um, a second generation um, American. Uh, my parents are um, from Laos. They fled the Vietnam War. And so um, they have shared with us many, many countless stories. And I think, um, so I am part of the Hmong community. Um, although I am, I'm Hmong and Lao Kamu. Um, and so there's kind of like a mixture of like um, ethnicities there, but my parents did live in Laos. They experienced the Vietnam War. Um, throughout the Vietnam War, uh, they, there's, they lived in forests. Um, it took them a while to actually cross the Mekong River into the refugee camp. So while they were waiting their turn or to, or to have enough money to actually travel by boats um, to Thai, Thailand, uh, which was where they actually ended up, um, they spent countless months in forests. Um, and so, like, I think with this story, I just want to um, share, like, Sorry, um, I want to kind of just preface it with my mom because I feel that there is a lot, a lot of my trauma, and a lot of my, um, a lot of my trauma and a lot of my experiences. I feel like I carry that through my mom, mm -hmm. and so my mom, um, she was probably about five, six years old when this war started. Um, they had to flee where, you know, their, their country. And so they lived in uh, the jungle. They lived in the jungle and she, it was her, my two aunties and a baby brother and my grandma and grandpa. Um, their way of survival was literally to eat and drink from the wetlands from the jungle. And so, um, you know, she's shared stories with them just finding mud bugs. Like, do you know what mud bugs are? Yes. Like little crawfish, um, eating spiders and ants. Like they literally found any type of protein they could to eat. Um, 
and uh, they source for whatever vegetation they can around in the jungles. And um, around seven or eight years old, um, I think she was probably like seven, seven, our grandfather had ventured off um, in hopes of finding more resources and he never came back. So he never came back and he, I guess he, he never came back. And there was always this thought of, is he dead or is he alive? You know, because they were hiding from uh, the communists, the Vietnam communists. And so he never came back and this left her, my two aunties and the baby uncle and my grandma to fend for themselves in the jungle. Um, no, because grandpa never came back, she had to grow up really fast. She mm. was seven, eight years old. Um, and she had to start cooking and cleaning while grandma went uh, um, sourcing for food, for vegetation, for for protein. And, um, you know, living in this, living in this, I guess, environment during this time, um, wondering if her, you know, grandpa would ever come back, wondering if he was dead or alive. Um, like, she, I have not really spoken with her probably about this, but, you know, she's uh, accumulated a lot of, like, trauma, you know, just from here. We're remembering bombs being dropped, running for their lives, um, living in a hut made from branches and, and leaves and just eating off, like, the swamp area, um, she she really developed a lot of trauma at a very young age. Mm -hmm. And I think she kind of just forced this um, to be the way of life. Uh, my grandma had to be stronger for their own survival. Yeah. So my grandma is another very um, she's another pillar in my life, a very strong woman pillar. She's no longer here. Um, but she also was, she became very, I, I would say, I don't know about your grandma or anyone's Asian grandma, but my grandma was very, she was a very strong lady and yeah. her words pierced through your body. And so, you know, my mom not being given a chance to, live out her childhood, to live out her teenage years, um, you know, with a very strong uh, mother, my grandmother. Um, she was, I know my, my mom was just always very quiet and submissive and just, she just did as she was told all her life, expecting and hoping for the better. And I think throughout my own childhood, that was instilled in me too, you know, just, um, you know, ignore like the little, like we would get bullied, bullied growing up and she would just be like, oh, you know, it's your fault. Maybe it's probably the way you looked at them or maybe something you said or, um, you know, so it was always more like she was coming from a place where um, she had to, let's see, I'm trying to find the words, but she, 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 she just had to be good and do the things the right way uh sacrificing her own her own her ownness yeah. um who she is just to survive and so those were the survival skills that she taught us 
Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of growing up, we never really had a chance to like really express ourselves um, the way, like truly express yourself, like express our love or emotions or anything. We knew that if we spoke with our mom, um, it would just be kind of shrugged off, you know, um, just go to school, study hard, work hard, find a good husband and that's life. And so, um, you know, just kind of that as the old foundation of how, uh, of, of my, my print, my blueprint, um, you know, it, it kind of set me up for a spiral of situations that I, you know, that I guess I didn't know how to, um, I lost myself. Yeah, I lost myself, right? I lost myself just always trying to people please, always trying mm-hmm. to fit within her narrative of what life was. Um, and then my dad, um, my dad, he's more of a free spirit, very creative. Um, great dad, a great dad. Um, he's done a lot of like, how should I put this? Hmm. Um, like without airing too much of my 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 mom and dad's relationship because I don't feel like violating their their privacy. <laughs> but my dad is a different. My dad is totally opposite. Like I said, he's free spirit. Um, he's very creative. Um, he understands emotions, and so at least he was the pillar for me to express myself in ways where I needed to grow. So um, while my mom was like, "Stay home, cook, clean. This is the way of life." I would be like, Dad, I really want to join the math team. I was in the math team too. <laughs> would be like, oh, okay, you know, like I'll support you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do come from a really big household, so I am one of ten. Um, mm-hmm. So I have nine siblings, and so I am the second oldest. And as we became older, you know, like of course we just had to kind of live with. Oh, you know, we're older now, so uh, the nurturing and the love and the caring. Um, was more for the younger kids. So we had to grow up really fast too. Mm-hmm. So, but my dad, um, I, I, he, I don't, he, he may have experienced um, a lighter version of what my mom experienced during the Vietnam war. But uh, my mom met my dad in the Thailand, Thai re- re- refugee camp. Um, and uh just stories of just my dad always just being a free spirit and just going around and doing things and not taking life too seriously. Um, That was just my dad. And uh, they both started dating. And then uh, they both got on the bus onto the plane to come here as immigrants. Um, And so they got married, uh, no kids yet, but they came here. They actually went to high school. They both got their high school diplomas. And then they had my brother and then they had me and my dad actually uh, went to school and got like two different, um, uh, I believe he got a degree, uh, a business degree. And then he also was certified as a marine mechanic. Um, and so he, um, that was that, but so both my parents are kind of polar opposite of each other, but they both held different pillars for me in my life. I think specifically with my mom at my age and then understanding, like I actually blamed her for a lot of my outfalls. Like mom, like 
when we wanted to express ourselves and we were told that, you know, we just had to be quiet about it. Like, I think growing up as a naturally born um, intuitive too, mm -hmm. being more aware of yeah. energy. Um, when I felt that things were not right, I would like I was outspoken mm -hmm. and, and I would really gravitate towards things that I really wanted to do. And I was very headstrong about it. And so we bumped heads a lot. And then I always like growing up, I always wished that she was a bit more open about allowing us to express ourselves. Um, but anyhow, so just going back to um, just kind of feeding off of her like traumas and feeding off of, um, you know, the way how she brought us up. Mm. We, I, for a huge part of my life, I suppressed all of my emotions and thoughts. Mm -hmm. um, I knew I needed to express them, but I didn't know how. And I really leaned on spirituality. So from a very young age, when I was hearing things and seeing things, I actually went with my intuition. Mm. And so I kind of feel like, although I've been through a lot of ups and downs, everything that, like, all of, all of like, I balanced everything out, just listening to that loving, calm voice that always guided me. Um, and... So I, I leaned on spirituality a lot as I, I remember being seven or eight where I really wanted something, where I really wanted to go do something. And, you know, mom and dad were busy or mom and dad said no. Like I literally would just talk with my angels and they would, <laughs> I, I played with them a lot. Yeah, That's and, amazing. <laughs> and they allowed me to really, like I enjoyed writing and I enjoyed um, drawing and being really crafty and that was my outlet of expression yeah. um, and at times like um, like I guess at the time I didn't know that that could potentially be a way of expressing ourselves because that's not what we were supposed to do in an Asian household we're supposed to like um, go become a doctor or a lawyer or marry someone who is um, <laughs> um, and so I shut off my creativity just to kind of um, not bump heads with her so much on my journey because, you know, it was, um, it was very, uh, I wanted to be loved, I guess. And I yeah. wanted to please her and I wanted to please people that she was a part of. And the thing with my mom is though, because she didn't have a dad and, you know, in our culture, if you don't have a father figure there, you are, you are sadly looked down upon. And so, it throughout her life, I always heard her mentioning like, oh, I don't want other people saying this about you. I don't want other people judging you. I don't want other people um, seeing me not be a, like a, a competent mom. Mm. And so it was always like we had to do things with worrying about what the community may perceive of us. Mm -hmm. um, and so like it was just a very narrow path that she wanted us to walk on and um, bumped heads a lot. Um, now I did, uh, in, in our culture, it, it doesn't happen. I don't see this happening a lot now with, you know, like generations, like this current generation, but um, it was acceptable that at the age of 16, 
you know, that is married marriage state. So right. you start preparing yourself to go get married or you would start thinking about marriage. Um, and so I did get married at 16. Um, I had my first child when I was 18. And so that twisted everything for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then during my 10 years of marriage, um, it's the same, the, the same thing where you just have to please other people. You have to, it was a new lifestyle. It was, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the family that I married into completely lived differently than how I was brought up. And so I had to shift, um, like overnight I had to shift who I was into now being a daughter-in-law, a sister-in-law, a wife. And I mean, that's what happens when you get married. Right. But I was so young and it just snapped. And so for 10 years, um, I started uh, pleasing other people uh, who were my family at that time, um, doing things that were in their nature. And so I lost myself Mm -hmm. then too. Um, but again, I always tapped into spirituality and um, helped like the, that little voice that was, you know, like around me, just kind of guiding me through all of the difficult phases of my marriage. Um, and then after 10 years uh, and after three kids, uh, for the sake of my kids and their upbringing, uh, that marriage ended. Hmm. So um, that was how we. 23, 24. Um, and so when I left him, I was like, always so grateful and thankful that I would have this trusting voice telling me every step of the way, what to do, what to look for, um, just to trust the universe and go with it. And, uh, you know, like we, I was a single mom working, a very demanding job just to keep a roof and food over my kids. And uh, with the help of my family too, um, we've done quite well. Um, So, but then it opened me up to really start discovering like, now I'm a mom. Um, I know that at this point in time, my mom had, um, I was an adult with three kids. So I, is kind of on my own to discover what it is that I want in my life. And this allowed me during from 26 to, I would say, it's been a span of 10 years, I was able to rediscover spirituality in a way where um, I can now express myself. And I know how to share this energy that's always around me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just kind of embarking on it and just kind of um picking up things that I found a way like when I first discovered energy healing it was through a moment where I was at work and my head was like hurting it it did this for like oh gosh I remember it was like it was for a while it was just excruciating pinching pain in my head and um I went to the doctors got MRIs and nothing would surface and so I leaned on God again. I was like, God, oh my gosh, just please help me. And then suddenly I felt like a rush of warmth come from my hand mm. into my head and it started easing and calming. And I remember I was at my work desk and I looked at my hands, they were glowing. And so I was like, what is this? You know, what is this? What's happening? And so, but 
I still felt the energy coming out. So I just had it on my head. And then um, I started looking up like, what is this? And that's when I discovered energy healing. Um, and then I um, actually uh, became certified as a Reiki practitioner. Um, and so throughout my career as a Reiki practitioner, um, I feel like it's always led by spirit where my client needs energy to go. Um, and so it's always been a form of um, just like, I mean, are you into Reiki? Well, I, I, I am not like a practitioner, but I had sessions and I, oh, okay. I, I feel like it's amazing. I, I just, yeah. it feels like it's magic or something. Yeah. It's like touching your body, but yeah. not. <laughs> right. And so like um, when I would perform Reiki, um, my spiritual guides would show me different modalities. And so I started picking up these different modalities based on you know, the, on, on the, my clients. And so um, Reiki, like I perform the actual Reiki, but, you know, if I have a client who's actually um, needing to purge, like, um, you know, I've had incidences where um, angels would actually come through and they would take over and they would build this protective light over this person because perhaps this person um, went somewhere and um, I'm not familiar, like, uh, with your, your the culture, but in our culture, we believe that when there is any, no matter how small or big of a trauma that's inflicted, you also lose some sprites from your mm. from your spiritual body. And so, like, my my spiritual guard guardians would come in, and they would. Um, you know, like lead me to go find where all these sprites were. And so different modalities started coming through. And so now it's just like, well, I, I'm, a, I'm an energy healer and I use Reiki if you want Reiki to um, balance your chakras and to, um, you know, in introduce you to energy healing. Uh, but I usually do just kind of lead people through whatever it is that comes through from the spirit. And I'll share and walk my client through every step of the way and give them messages that I get from spirit. Um, and so I started dabbling in energy readings or energy, yeah, energy healing that way. Um, and then there was a moment in my life where as I was practicing this energy healing, I started seeing like um, two pillars and in these pillar, pillars, when I walked and, and I touched it, I would be downloading um, information for people. And so I started researching that. And I was then I learned that was a Kashuk reading. So I started uh, studying Kashuk reading. And then I got certified as a Kashuk reader, too. Wow, that's cool. I didn't know you did that. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Well, it was Yeah, like everything was just always spirit led. And so it would lead me to be like, oh, what is this, you know? Um, and then with that, um, just continued channeling, like, um, you know, when I'm with clients, um, I would always like, I, I get these messages and I just let it flow. And, um, you know, like when I talk about angels, I talk about the realm in general. Um, it is an energy that I, um, that I have, I guess embodied or that I'm familiar with. And so um, 
it's just always a very calm, quiet, light and loving energy. And the messages, the vibrations that come through are just that. And, and so I call this celestial channeling. Um, and so, you know, when I talk about angels, I'm actually talking about realm, you know, the yeah. universe, you know, the collective conscious, it's just that energy that I call angelic. So mm -hmm. when I talk about angels, it's, it's I'm stunning. I'm getting uh, the vibration from, from that realm. Um, and so that's the celestial channeling. Um, and then should we jump into numerology or do you want to hear uh yeah i have some questions girl this is i'm amazing. just like blowing. yeah that's that's amazing i mean like what what just blow my mind away every time i meet people is that no matter how different our stories are like i can uh -huh. always relate and i can relate it so much and like even though we've spoken before yeah. i like the first time we spoke i was like in in the I don't know, in, in another space where I was like learning the story and I was like supporting you and I was just like there to hear it, right? Yeah. And now I'm, I'm hearing it for the second time and I'm like, oh God, yeah, I went through this, I went through this, you know? Like it doesn't matter where you're, you're coming from, yeah. right? It, it, like, yeah, it's that interconnectedness, right? Yes, exactly. So like my, like my grandmother was never in the war or anything, but she had this, strong piercing she still has it you know uh -huh. like, i feel like she's never gonna die like she's all, like she's oh, always like coming God through bless something. her i hope she loves really <laughs> but she's so she strong loves. you know she's so strong and and if she if you do something that she's not okay with she'll yeah. say it and and the way she'll say it you're just like <gasps> You know, yeah. oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. I know talking about our grandmas, right? It's almost like I love she my my grandma literally raised me. My parents were um, you know, they both had a work. So I actually lived yeah. with my grandma up until the age of five or six. I don't remember, but I, I literally lived with her and I was glued to her and my auntie. <laughs> um but you know, that was her love language is just cutthroat piercing, like, no, do it this way or else you're going to get in trouble. Um, and so growing up, because I was a divorcee, and um, I didn't really, I always felt that because I did not grow up the way that they wanted me to, mm -hmm. um, I felt like she was like, I never got a chance to ask her, she passed away two years ago. And um you know, this is like one thing that I really regret, but I still feel connected to her, you know, and um, I feel like when I go on my spiritual trances, like her and my aunt are always with me. But um, throughout after my divorce, I was very ashamed and I was afraid of her. So mm. I did not go see her as much as I should have. Mm. And, um, I regret that. But like, I just felt like I don't. I, I was afraid as an adult, she would still whack me. <laughs> and so I, I had this fear. I was ashamed and I was a divorcee and I, I was scared to always meet face to face with her. Um, yeah. And so, um, you know, I think just kind of thinking about it now, now that she's gone, it's kind of like I would have given anything to get a whack on my butt again, just to be, in her <laughs> you know, and that no longer, you know, can, well, Right now, she's probably, she's actually smacking me right now, like, <laughs> but, you know, I, I always, like, that was her, though, 
Yeah. Sharing you sharing your grandma being the same way. It yeah, kind of- it is. It's just so fun for me to realize how connected we all are. Like there's like for me, to, I, I was different too, right? Mm-hmm. I was, I wasn't super accepted in my family and I was speaking out and it wasn't welcomed. And mm-hmm. I, I, at one point I did shut myself up, you know, and I did like exactly like you did. I was like writing mm-hmm. and creating stuff like mm-hmm. Room and yeah. as as you did, I also turned to to spirituality. But for me, it was more into like um, being in church at that moment. Like when I was seven years old, my my room was like I had posters of Jesus and like mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I was all over him. You know, I was like, yeah, yeah Jesus. You know, yeah. I, I was it was it was the spirituality I knew. Yeah, at yeah. that time, you know. So, so it for me, it doesn't matter where you're coming from. We can always relate to yeah. your story, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I can, I can totally relate with what you're saying because it's so beautiful. Yeah, I, 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 I never went to Vietnam. I never went through a war. I never. But even though, like, the the physical reality is different, yeah, I feel like the soul can still connect. Um, yeah in deeper ways right right. and this is where i i you know when we started our conversation this is where i i leaned into talking about my mom because you talking about this interconnectedness it's like i never experienced the things you did mom but all my life i lived in a mindset of scarcity i lived in fear i lived in um the not enoughness yeah you know and so it's like mom like we're talking about interconnectedness and it's like yes whatever my mom experienced and although she instilled this narrow path for me through her words you know me being too young to understand exactly what she meant it was almost like but that really carried into my life you know always having the mindset of not having enough not being enough um you know like just being fearful fearful of everything around me what people think what what you know everything i do act my, even my own thoughts scare me. <laughs> so it's like, um, it took a lot of, a lot of understanding, a lot of healing. Um, you know, and I think when we were talking, I was like, the only thing that I, I have honestly and truly believe that has brought us closer is just that I now see her as a friend. Yeah. Well, she has one living sister left and, um, you know, with the passing of my grandma, my auntie, it's almost like I had to really deep and dive, like, how can I help my mom, you know, and it's like, she has no one to talk to you. And if I, like, if, if I stop thinking of her as a mom, and just think of her as a person, um, and someone, someone like, and be available for her, so she can lean on me, you know, like, would that help? And yes, it helped. You know, like, I feel that, um, I feel that the, the my heart has completely changed in the way how I feel. Mom, I went from blaming her and being upset at her, you know, for for this mindset of mine that I used to have, and now it's like I see her as a friend that I want to nurture, grow, and love. And you know, it, it's it's been a very um, like this whole transformation of my relationship with my mom has just been very wholehearted and healing. Um, so, um, I hope at one point she can call me a friend, you know, she does call me for everything that happens where, you know, she can't 
figure out things, but I just hope that she can honestly trust that I'm giving this to her because out of love, out of yeah. love. This is, I know you're my mom, but I, I, you know, we can form friendships too. And I can give you, um, you know, my listening ear, you know, like I'll never probably have to, like tell my mom exactly what to do, but you know, like, I'll just always be here to listen to her. And so here and there, you know, when she's struggling with something, she does call me and she, you know, shares with me just things that are really tight in her chest. And um, mm. I just let her go, just let her go. And um, our relationship has gotten so much better. So, so sweet. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I never got to that part because like my mother passed away yeah. when I was 17 and and yeah, maybe maybe would we would have been able to be in that in that space. But the relationship you're sharing with your mother, I relate a lot with that as well, and the scarcity and and like I was always more on the intuitive and creative side of yeah. the reality. <laughs> and I remember when she, when I was young, I was so bad at math. You know, I was like I was just very bad at it. Yeah. I, I still to this day I'm just. I barely understand it, yeah. right? <laughs> it's just like for me, it's, it's just I don't compute it, but it's okay, right? Yeah, I and, get it. And I was I was like, a math whiz, and yeah. it 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 didn't help that throughout my my professional career, I didn't use a lot of math. So now it's like I have to cut with my fingers, and I'm like thinking like <laughs> I'm trying to get into the mindset like because when I was in. Um, math team uh we did com competitions where we did speed math and i was like a wizard and it was it was a huge passion of mine and now it's like oh my gosh what's three plus three <laughs> right <laughs> i remember my mother putting so much pressure on me and like yeah. she she was buying all kinds of like you know little books to help me learn math and like those yeah. cards play game with Aww. it and i was like i i just I, I just couldn't do it, you know? And I was telling her, I don't like it. I don't want to do it. And she was like, well, you have to, right? Like, it's cool. You have to do it. And yeah. I was like, you yeah, have to, like, yeah. The, uh, you have to, you have to be a certain way. You have to say a certain yeah. thing. You have to dress a certain way, right? Yeah. That yeah. was that was all like the pressure that she got from having a, such a strong mother, right? Mm -hmm. And and she was like, she went through stuff and, and yeah. she when she tried to uh, confess and like reach out to have help, right? Um, her parents were like, no, you're lying. This is not true, right? Yeah. And so she learned as your mother learned to shut down for survival, right? Yeah. And so either like, even though it, it wasn't like at war or anything, like we can still relate to each other in a way like it doesn't matter what it's, what's the experience if the result is the same we can all relate right. to each other yeah. and so my mother as your mother learned how to shut herself down and yeah. she passed that on to me as well because mm -hmm. when i was in first grade in school and i was like this is this is not working you guys the system is broken and like no one would listen to me as a child <laughs> Right? Yeah. And so I got really sick. I was hospitalized at the end of the year. And I remember coming back to school, second grade, and just like being shocked. Like, mm -hmm. I was like the good student. I was like, and my, my teacher were like, oh, if, if everyone would be like her in school, it would, we would have so much fun. It would be so yeah. much easier. But when I was at home, 
like the it was like a pre pressure cooker right yeah. and so when i was in school i was like keeping it like this like right yeah. here and then when yeah. i was home i was like exploding yeah and my mother was like trying like and and telling me it's unfair you, yes it's unfair you're like this in school why can't you be like this here right yeah. Yeah. And and she couldn't just like step outside her own mindset and just like reach out to the kids. Like I was yeah. I was a just a freaking kid, you know, yeah. <laughs> seven years yeah. old, you know, and to reach out and to say, what's up? Like, what's going on? You're, yeah. you're, How are you? Yes. You're you're exuberating drama all the time. There must be yeah. something going on. Right? <laughs> There must be something. So so for me, it's just like. I feel like it's it's just amazing how we can relate to each other yes. in, in, in such deep ways, you yeah. know, like it's yeah. it's just it blows my mind every yeah. time. I mean, it's the ultimate saying of you know, just us being oneness, right? Yes. Like under this huge universe, like there is no no doubt about it um, that we we are all of the same. We're all woven with the same thread and the same fabric under this universe and um our experiences may not be the same but it's the thoughts and the feelings that we express that are the same right yeah. and so you know i think when we talk about it we all can like find um it feels more wholesome then it brings the healing and then it shares the light and it's like i mean this is why we're connecting you know we're connecting with other light workers and just building this this um this togetherness and yes. so i love it i love it so yeah like you and i our parents our mothers they experience something you know different but the trauma that they've brought to us um is real yes and we have to recognize that and we have to learn how to break that uh, yeah. generational uh cycle yes. Yeah. yes and i feel like our generation are we're we're, we're here to do that like yeah. we had to see our parents go through like yeah. hell right it's it was like i've seen my mother died because of all of that because yeah. she was like always closed up and yeah. never being able to reach out and and it got her sick to a point mm -hmm. of dying yeah and and i feel like we had to see that as and then the newer generation to yeah. overcome those things and to heal those things because when you heal yourself you heal your ancestral right. like lineage and then yeah. when you have kids like i feel like sometimes i just feel like i'm i'm in the middle of like the past and the future uh -huh. and the future is my kids and the past is my my mother and my grandmother yeah. and i i just i just like this feeling of like being in the middle of that yeah. and just like being able to sometimes protect my kids from that and right. sometimes just like empower them so yeah. much because i've healed some stuff yeah. and i can sit down with them and mm -hmm. speak about those yeah. things with it's them. It's like we've become our own pillars to bridge like, you know, the future and the past. And it's like, we're, we're, we're sharing light to all the wounds that our ancestors have, have had. And, you know, like, um, you know, and, and my kids and my kids and their generation, those who were 
born late nine, 1990s to to now it's almost like um are they almost called millenni millennials or yes <laughs> i think they're yeah they're called the millennials <laughs> yeah the way how they express their spirituality is so much more easier because you know the path that we've kind of opened up for them allows them to really usher in the light you know to help yes. help us really bring higher vibration to uh, mother earth yeah. and so it's almost like um us standing in the middle and thinking about our future a bright loving positive future and then healing the wounds from our ancestors it's like um we are standing firm you know just just being that bridge and so like i said that, that's why it's so important for us to do the work that we do and to recognize all of this and so it's like you're doing beautiful work I am doing beautiful work too. And um, it is all about just continuing to build that oneness. Yes. I mean, ultimately, we need to build like that layer next that will carry us higher into evolution, right? Yes. Why we're yes. on the re re revolutionary show here. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. And I, I love how everyone is showing up differently. And so yeah, I always say that what amazed me the most is like because we're all saying the same thing because we're all coming from that oneness but we're all mm -hmm. seeing it in different colors yeah. and yeah. so we can bring in a lot more people yeah. than like let's say like the catholic church that mm -hmm. were just speaking about jesus in one way right and so they yeah. were bringing people or sometimes enforcing them but it was just that one track mind kind of mindset to towards jesus yeah. And, and the colonization and all of that and then right now what i feel like it's like well for you it's like angel and numerology and yeah. for them it's like i don't know like fitness sometimes you know like yeah. it can be like it can be anything yeah. i it mean can the be purpose, right the purpose is to shed light to shed light and yes in whichever way whichever way and just let it shine and like heal all of those wounds that we need to. So yeah, it's like uh, fitness coaches, life coaches, um, spiritual coach. Like we have, like what this is why it's so important when you're like especially awakening for you to find whatever passion it is, and just do it because it, it will shine. It will bring you an abundance. Um, and this is why it's like I have a, my best friend. She's all like, I think you're this to become a guru i was like no that is too heavy of a burden for me i think in this lifetime i am here to share my my share my experiences and to help light others um but don't call me a guru because that that weight is heavy on me <laughs> and i yeah and so it's, it's and then it's sometimes like you know as much as i want to share some you know like on social media sometimes i'm just sort of like you know I, I don't know social media anymore. I don't mm. trust social media anymore. So I, I'm usually private about my conversations about spirituality. Um, mm. And I'm trying to open up more just because I'm like, you know, I think someone may need to hear it. Um, yes. But, you know, just going back to, you know, just us being threads of light to fill in the wounds and the voids that, um, you know, our ancestors uh, have, um, you know, I feel like us threading together uh, will really just raise our vibrations higher and um, we're doing the work. 
and you are the pillar. Uh, we're thinking about the future and healing the past. And, um, you know, like I said, those who were born, um, you know, late 1990s till now, it's almost like, you know, we've opened up the door for them to come in and step in fully as their spiritual self to express yeah. themselves. And so I like, it really feels like a lot of weight is being lifted off of our shoulders too. So um, yeah, I, I cannot, I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Um, I feel like it's yeah. in the near, near future, like very near future. But, um, you know, if we start embarking and just continuing our, our light working missions. Um, we're going to come to a place where, yeah, evolution's going, to, I mean, we, everyone talks about it all the time. So let's, you know, we can leave that for um, another conversation. Yeah, um, but yeah, you're true. I, I feel like it's true too. Like, I feel like when I hear people saying like, we're not going to see it from like in this life for us. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. I don't think so because I've, I've, I'm seeing it already. Yeah, you know, yeah. when you have kids, you see them, you see how they are. You see yeah. like, like when I was 10 years old, like there was mm -hmm. no way I could do like a 25 minute meditation. Like, yeah. There was just no, no way. Like no. my mind wasn't there, you know, it wasn't like that. Like a few of us at that time, would be able to do that but yeah. now like i feel like it's almost common for them to be able to reach out and and yeah. like i have three daughters what mm -hmm. one stepdaughter and two daughters and and they're all like tapping into something that is way greater oh, yeah. than than what i've experienced and they're young and they can yeah. take responsibility and they yeah. they understand like the you know the macro and the the mic the yeah. micro the mic the micro anyway and so yeah. they can understand all of that and yeah. and I, I when i'm in a relationship with them which is every day mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm just like their awareness and the way they show up in the world i just it's amazing it's, yeah. it's amazing and and that's because we stepped up at one point mm -hmm. and and we 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 were those were the, those pillar that are like holding on yeah. like yeah. healing that stuff right and then passing something else yeah. on and yeah. and it, it was like it's like you, you and I both are fully aware that it was meant to be, you know, we had to go through all of this, you know, it was almost like yes. we were cut in a shell. Our mind was cut in a shell, um, not allowed to expand. And when we broke free, you know, the generations after us can now like they're, they're open to limit like expansion, you know, yes. And they can soak in more information from the universe and tap into spirituality and not it's just not that's like you know then i'm here and i'm like talking to my kids and um they know how devoted i am to spirituality and so it's kind of like their minds are open up to spirituality um and they're doing things on their own terms to connect with the divine and so it's almost like you know just seeing that ripple effect is just like I know, we, right? Like, like, like I said, it's it's there. It's right there, and we're not waiting for anything. So we just need to get with the program and just let let the ripple effect. Yes, flow, you know. And yes. So, but I believe I believe wholeheartedly and strongly that you know you and I and many other thousands, millions of others are feeling the same way and just yeah, you know, letting lighting on that 
their light so that they can flourish too. So yes. Yes. You know, Amen world, to that. <laughs> there's a lot of craziness in this world. I know, but you know, it's almost like we have to come back to the source, which is love and light. And um, yeah. wherever love and light is needed, we need to just continue to share there. And so, I mean, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I agree. <laughs> All right, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about numerology because that that is that just interests me a lot. And I oh, that. sure, that's your sure, sure, sure. So let's you let's, my, yeah. let's, yes, let's go. Yeah. So now, throughout my whole entire spiritual journey, I have always seen numbers and patterns and symbols, and um, sorry, no, it's okay. <laughs> uh, and, and so now, numerology has never. Um, perhaps there is a certain practice or method, method that maybe the monk community um, may may have. Like I'm American, so my first language is English, and um, it's hard for me to find like the right words for for like in monk. Um, but so I never heard of numerology i just always knew that these signs of numbers and symbols and patterns had a meaning and i always tried to decode them um and so like i was always you know like growing up i would always see the patterns a sequence of numbers um even in my third eye i would see symbols and things like that and i was always like oh you know just kind of trying to figure out on my own what all of these meant to me um mm -hmm. I didn't know how to share it because I was like, I don't know if people would understand me enough. Um, I can paint a sigil, but would you know what I meant, right? <laughs> um, and so I, about a couple of years ago, um, when my, when I lost my auntie, my grandma, um, it was a huge wake up call for me to really dive deep into um who I was and what my purpose was and during time almost it, it was so freaking honey like I kept I, I numbers just kept coming up and I started like just studying numbers and you know I would go online look up angel numbers and um you know it would be like, oh, one, 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 one means uh, it's a spiritual connection or, um, you know, your your angels are trying to connect with you. But I was like, well, I mean, I have a connection with angels already. Um, so it, to me, it was very vague. And so but I started studying it because I wanted to know why it was happening so much. And around this time, as I was grieving my losses, I was also isolating myself from people because I was going through my own health issues um health issues that resulted in a major surgery um and so i was healing from healing myself from my loss and grieving and so i became isolated i you know like it was hard for me to talk to friends because you know um i think and this was around the COVID time too it was around COVID time and um i didn't want to really bug everyone every single day here and there i would send a message to my friends and i would be like hey how's it going you know just checking in um but i stopped going out it was COVID, and i was grieving um that very same year that i lost my aunt to my grandma um 
or the year before that, my dad was actually hospitalized and then diagnosed with cancer as well. So it was like just things on top of things. And um, my partner lost his brother and then my best friend lost her husband. And it was just all sorts of crazy things. And so I, um, but I started seeing a lot of numbers and I started studying them and then I started feeling different energies mm. from them. And I started trying to interpret these different energies. And as I was trying to interpret these different energies, um, you know, uh, just like you, you know, energies, our emotions, our thoughts, and I would feel the highs and lows of these, uh, of, of this energy within these, these numbers, these number sequences, um, these number sequences. Um, and so I actually, without no one to talk to, I started talking to numbers. So every single time when I saw one, 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 I was all like, okay, angels, um, if, you're trying to send me a message. I'm open to receiving, you know, um, and I wasn't getting anything, any feedback. And so I started really thinking about like, just keeping track of these patterns that I would see. I would see one, one, one. And then later on the day, I would see one, two, one, two. Every time I looked at the clock, it was a sequence of number or a pattern of numbers. And so I started feeling like different vibrations. And so when I saw one, two, one, two, I'd be like, okay, so my angels are trying to connect with me and I'm feeling connected with them. Um, what, what next? Now I do know, like, and this is my own personal experience and how I'm interpreting it. Um, so for anyone who's listening or watching, it's just, um, if you experience this too, great. If not, like, I would hope that you would be open-minded about it. Um, but so when two or two, and you see two sets of number, one, two, one, two, or um, I use uh, army time in my household. So we're always using like, you know, 1300, 1400s. Mm -hmm. And I want to interject this by saying that if you want to have a better connection with, um, spirit messages angel numbers uh switch over to 24 hour time format because mm. then you get like um you can get like um a, a, to me i've experienced um clearer messages um i don't know if it's the more the numbers uh the more understanding of the message but one two one two is um it's like you're really it's almost like us right now um spirit reminding like really pushing it down us like um connect with me so it's like um you're going through something new uh connect with me um you're going through something new connect with me so it's like a double like so when i see one two one two like i go into meditation and i try to get whatever information i can but all of this works when you know what you're asking for from the universe mm. um and so after discovering that there were different frequencies and numbers, I started um, numerology came into my search feed. And so I was like, oh, you know, so I uh, got myself a numerology reading and I was mind blown. I was mind blown. I was like, how, so how can these numbers, how, how can this, this reading really help interpret 
who I am and this physicalness, you know, and then as I was reading up more about numerology and actually, um, like reading the actual, like I have like probably four books that I, I've read and I read again um, about numerology. I it was just kind of mind blown, like numerology to me has helped bridge my spiritual and physical physicalness. It, it gave me balance. So mm-hmm. now we have numbers um, that actually speak about who you are, your unique um your the unique energy that um that's been imprinted on you you know based on your name and your date of birth um those unique energies who form who who, who make us who we are in this physical realm um it, it, it was like how how can how can this happen <laughs> you know and it was almost like okay not everything was accurate but every there was enough accuracy to be like, okay, there is this system out there that actually can help me um, understand and accept um, all my highs and lows. Uh, you know, like how to deal and navigate through life obstacles. And so when you start thinking about numerology, and you start like, I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, this was me. This happened to me, and this is me now, and this is how I'm supposed to cope with it. It's almost like, okay numerology then became my bridge to helping me express the energies that I was receiving about myself. Um, That's a mouthful. So I hope it's not too overwhelming. But so (laughs) when I learned about numerology, and I learned the details about myself here in this physical room, I um, found it easier to accept myself for who I am. And then um, the method that I actually learned, uh, it's uh, Quantum Numerology by Joy Kingsborough. So she, um, you know, in there, in Quantum Numerology, uh, we, you, the quantum part deals with the conscious collection, collectiveness. (laughs) So while you're reading into numerology, all of those spaces and voids, and I kind of feel like it's all of those spaces in between the lines of um, your ruling number or whatever you know your your life path number is. Um, we get to fill those void with um, spirit, with energy, and it becomes the experience of quantum numerology becomes more whole because now we're also discussing blockages and. Um, blockages and unwanted energies that are um blocking you from potentially being your potential self um stopping you from your purpose journey so this whole like um the whole cycle of getting a quantum numerology reading is really about bridging uh, who you are here as a person based on the energies that um the, the energies you came here with um and also tapping into the energy source that's mm. either there or not there. Um, and so it, it's a full circle for me. It's, it's like yes. the whole package. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of how I felt with numerology. I was able to help find myself and heal myself through numerology. Mm. Um, and once when I actually started numerology, like, studying numerology um, and, and became certified as a numerologist, 
I started dreaming about actually making charts. And mm. I even had this one crazy dream where I was walking around and I was seeing people as numbers. And I was like, oh, that's a six. Oh, she's a seven. He's an eight. <laughs> wild, wild. And so, um, and then my dreams, they, I would, it would repeat in my head what those numbers meant. Mm. Um, and so I was just like, okay, well, maybe I'm reading too much about it. So I'm not dreaming about it or else spirit is really telling me that who I am. And then, so the more that I started sharing numerology and started doing uh, charting and uh, charting numerology reports, um, I really started to just feel the different vibrations, like completely of what these numbers mean. And I was like, there was just this odd remembrance of like, perhaps this is maybe who I was, a numerologist in my past life. I'm, I'm not sure. It very well could be because everything's like coming back to surface. And it was really easy for me to begin to feel the different vibrations of numbers mm. and the numbers itself. And for those who are not aware, it's like, um, you know, numbers when I say numbers are the language to the universe, um, numbers have been presence in human life um, way before like the Roman characters were developed or anything. Like when we see trees, we're already counting like, oh, I'm going to walk this way and I'm going to remember to come back this way because there's two trees there. So yeah. it's like we're always counting, right? Um, so numbers have been with humanity for since since our creation and um, I strongly believe that this is why spirit communicates with us with us through numbers Mm -hmm. uh, because it is a solid form of language that we all understand even computers understand what numbers are so I mean (laughs) yeah so um so numbers just are a huge part of our daily lives and when you study the different emotions the different energies everything is energy right so yeah we're talking about emotions and a lot of the numerical meanings in numerology are tied to emotions so when you actually learn about the different numbers and the different vibrations of each um and then emotions that are attached with it um you begin to learn the different vibrations and so when you see um, a pattern or a sequence um you can then put together like okay this is this is what spirit is telling me um you know, this is what's fair to tell me. Like when I say three, 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 you know, it's almost like, oh, you wanted to create something. Today is a perfect day to create something. Um, you know, where three, three, three also expresses, um, you know, love and harmony. Um, mm. And so that's that. How much time do we have? We have time. Okay, you can cut this to fit your your. Um, I we have time. When it's that know, interesting, I'm just keep on rolling. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so and it's almost like the most like when I um. The numbers, you know, numerologists. When we talk about the number core numbers of being one through nine, um, it is a story of evolution mm. from you know one being the beginning to being um gosh i'm trying to remember which book because i have multiple books in numerology but in one of the books i'm sorry i wish i could quote it i hate 
I hate it that I can't think of which one <laughs> it is from, but it's, you know, it's like one being um, the man and then two, he connects with the woman and then the woman, the, you know, the woman and the man create three, you know, they have a baby. And then once they have the baby, uh, four is all about stability and foundation. Um, and so they're now they have to think about creating a foundation. Mm. Um, and then once they have the foundation, it's kind of like five brings, you know, like freedom and change and adaptability. And it's kind of like now that the husband and the wife has a child and they've built this foundation, what can they add or change in their life to um, to jump into six, which is to have more love, more harmony, more balance. Um, and then once you have that love and harmony and balance in your home, um, you know, like seven, you move into seven and it's not like you start thinking about being more aware, more spiritual. You want to hold, like you want to just have more, um, more openness. So seven comes in. And then once you bring in spirituality in, into your life, uh, become eight. And then eight is all about, okay, how do we balance it? You know, mm -hmm. how do we balance this physical and spiritual form? And then when you figure out how to balance, uh, you move into nine, which ends the cycle. And then it doesn't mean it ends there. It means you can start again. So you start yes. the cycle all over again. Um, and so that's how I remembered one through nine and how to build the numbers off of that. Um, so that little man, family, kid, find a house. What do we need in the house? Mm. Okay, how do we bring more spirituality or more openness mm. and more awareness into the house? Um, okay, now that we have spirituality, how do we balance the two? And then once we find that balance, then we start over. Um, and so That's it's amazing. just always, yeah. So I, I'll have to figure out in which part of the book or which book I read that from. But that was like when I really got the aha moment. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. So this one through nine is specific in numerology because it is a part of evolution. Yeah. Um, and in our daily lives, we go through evolutions. Like I, every single day I add up the numbers and I figure out what the daily energy of the day is. And, um, you know, if it's a day where I need to lean on planning and being pr productive or creating foundation, you know, I'm like, okay, it's a four day. I need to harness this energy today to really, um, build something. Um, and so that's how I've applied, uh, my, uh, my knowledge of your numerology into my life. And it's like, this is something that I want to share with people because numbers are all around us. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That uh, is so interesting. Since I, I started this podcast, I've been seeing numbers all over the place. Like I will, yeah. you know, like just take a walk and then lift my eye to see the house that I, I feel like it's beautiful. And then it's yeah. a four, four. The address is four four, or yeah. like I've seen those um, same digit uh -huh. a lot since I started this podcast. Like every time I will check the time, it's like yeah. one one eleven or two twenty two. Yeah. Or... I mean, if you're seeing four 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 right now, that this is like oh, I have chills. Sorry, this is beautiful <laughs> because this is what you're creating. You know this this foundation, and um, I don't. I'm not too sure how other numerologists or people who are, are ex experts at angel numbers think of this but for me it's like you're counting 444 you're not only counting that there's I mean you're counting that there's three fours so it, the number three becomes significant too mm -hmm. um and so it's almost like 
444, I mean, you're building a very solid, strong foundation for yourself. And when you, you're talking about number three, we're talking about, you know, the love, the harmony, the creation or something. So it's like what you're doing right now, your spirit's probably telling you, girl, you got this going, like you're, you're on the right path, you know? Yeah. So it's just reassuring you that what you're doing is what your heart is, meant yeah. to be, your heart's desire. Yeah, so, that's exactly how I feel every time. Yeah. I just like look at the time, and it's all yeah. the same. I'm like, all right, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Keep like, on going, right? And it's like when you see one, 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 one. You know, it's it's just almost like it's creating the foundation of a new beginning. You're seeing four ones and a one. So what you yeah. know, it could be a relationship, a business. Um, it could be just be a thought process or or your intention of trying to heal. Your intention of starting something new. It's like when you see one 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 you have to start thinking like okay what do i have to you know being that it's four ones what do i have to build what what foundation am i trying to create here you know like it's a telling you to to build something yeah. to build connection with spirituality right That's amazing yeah so numbers never lie that it will like i'm gonna go to i'm gonna die saying that numbers do not lie <laughs> I always say the body never lies, but yeah, numbers like oh, why not? Yeah. Well, <laughs> that is true. Yes, that is the body never lies, but the energy, you know, the numbers, numbers help interpret energy and yes. our energy. It's all connected. Yeah, it is. It is. I think that is it's very interesting. And so like those charts that you're doing is is like is it like from the birth date? Or... Yeah, so um, now I do have it dissected to different reports. Right. A full birth chart is your name, which includes your life path, your destiny um, mm. number, your soul urge, um, and your personality trait. Um, and then we also, I also do the date of birth. Um, you know, I like to see if there's anything clashing with your birth name or your date of birth that's probably blocking you from mm. um, you know like and then the thing is like when I say block it's like if there's something missing we can always add um that string of energy into your life so that you can feel more full more purposeful um but so it is uh it is uh birth name and date of birth um and then the full package that I offer, um, you know, like, as I'm reading this to you, you know, we'll then sit and talk about how this resonates with you. And then if I, you know, like, and then I'll offer um, additional services, like, oh, you know, do you need Reiki, because you're emotionally, um, you know, whacked out. Yes, no, that sounds right. But um, <laughs> like, like there's any like chakras. out of balance. Like, yeah, yeah, if there's any chakras that are, are out of balance, I'll offer Reiki or, um, you know, if there's any message, like I will always like if there's any messages that are coming through to me, I'll always share it. Um, and uh, there is also uh, when I talk about angel therapy, um, this is something that I've been practicing for more than 10 years now. And um, it is a system of just connecting with the angelic realm and uh, bringing light into your body so that you um, can become more aware of feeling different energy and vibrations. And that's what Reiki does too. But as I'm doing that, like we're really tackling um, the the inner, like the thoughts, the emotions. I'm, I'm really bringing it out so we can talk, to, talk about it. Um, and it's similar to 
Reiki and I feel like it's the same things, but I'm, I'm working with angels during that process. Yeah. Um, and if there is anything in their Kashuk records that they want to clear based on the karma or dharma, then we can talk about those too. And we can talk about how do we uh, work through these lessons more easy, more with the ebbs and flows of the universe so that you can feel, um, so that you can begin to live a more purposeful life. Um, so that's that. But everything that I just kind of shared, I do dissect that into different like reports too, because sometimes people just like to get a birth name reading. Um, yeah. Birthing readings are, for me, my clientele, it's been really popular with those who are expecting. Um, mm -hmm. So if you're undecided or if they're undecided about a name, um, they'll ask for a name chart and um, they'll give me the date of birth just to kind of see if things align and if things are in harmony. Um, and uh, if they are thinking about a name change or they just want to explore more about themselves. Um, I've done a couple of business readings. Um, one like where uh, they want to open up a business and they want to name it this business um, and they have these two separate locations that they're thinking of. And so um, I usually look into the person, um, their, their, the name and date of birth, and then I'll look into the actual locations and I'll look at the name and we'll just try to figure out if there's harmony there or if there's That's not. Cool. Right? Yeah. Um, and I think, um, I do send out like free mini divine blueprints, which is just the ruling number. Um, and so, you know, if anyone's interested, they can email me or yeah. um, send me a message and then I'll send them uh, uh, that report. The, it's ruling number is similar to your life path number, but it's just dealing with your date of birth. Okay. Yeah. Um, and... I think that's it. And then to heal my anxiety, I've been doing a lot of crafty things again with my son. So we've been making some, uh, just some healing crystal art canvases, um, some crystal garden bowls. Um, and so like, I'm trying to find an avenue to sell them. Um, so maybe in the next couple of weeks, I'll start uploading more of those. Yes. Um, and yeah, so right now it's like, oh, and then I men mentioned anxiety. <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah, let's go into that. Because yeah. I feel like this is this is so important because that's yeah. part of what you're doing. And yeah. it's like proof that it's it's actually working. Yeah, yeah. So um I was just sharing with uh Mary Gold that you know, I think all of my life I've been dealing with anxiety, but I've been coping with it because um it's you know in our culture, and I know that we're being more progressive talking about mental health. Um, me growing up, when we talk about, um, you know, when we talk about the inability to understand our own emotions and thoughts, uh, more than likely we're being shut down and we're just telling us, no, this is the path you have to walk and you're not doing this. That's why you are feeling and thinking this way. So we, we learn to shut down and we just learn to cope with anxiety. Um, however, uh, I had my very first physical experience with anxiety. And so a couple of weeks ago, I actually went to see a doctor um, you know, my dad has heart disease. So we thought, you know, like you are of age and maybe we should go and, you know, like do the stress test to see if there's anything wrong with your, um, cardiovascular system. And so, um, thank God results came back. Um, 
my body is fine, but I was diagnosed with anxiety. And um, in order for me to go day to day without feeling the chest pains, um, now I would get like chest pains and it would stretch across my chest and it would make my arms numb. And um, it was really hard for me to work because I was like, you know, is it going to be a heart attack, something wrong, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like I, all these thoughts were going in my mind. And I, um, so results came back and uh, nothing was wrong with my heart. I was diagnosed with anxiety. I was given antidepressants and I was told that, you know, like I hear so many stories of what antidepressants can do to you. Um, but I also want to be open-minded Um and so for a couple of days, I started taking it as prescribed by the doctor. And I did not like it at all. I felt that my emotions weren't there anymore. My thought wasn't there anymore. Um, you know, I was sharing with you earlier, you know, like the whole, the fires in Maui, like typically when I see things like that, like it pulls in my heart and I'm like, you know, you can feel the sadness, the empathy and, and, everything. And I, I just looked at it and I felt sad, but nothing came out. And I got really spooked out. And I was like, okay, mm. I was like, okay, this can't be happening. I'm not like this. And so I got scared and I stopped taking the prescriptions. And um, so I've been off social media for a couple of weeks now trying to self heal myself from this anxiety. Um, and I've been doing so by just being um, I stopped taking the medication. It took me about a week to get back to normal. And then um, I started I started really diving deep into where the source of my anxiety was coming from. Um, and it was just kind of like built. It was like, like I said, I've never experienced the physicalness of anxiety up until that moment. And so um, for the last two weeks, it's like diving deep into where this came from and started really um, cutting cords and, and, uh, healing myself. And so I found myself doing Reiki on myself, um, every single morning and, um, angel therapy as well. Like I was infusing it and I was like just cutting cords and just, um, you know, like just, just working on my body. And Mm so my, I'm not taking the meds. My chest pain is gone. Um, but a lot of it was like, in my body, it was in my body. And I know when I was working on my um, cortex and my uh, sacral chakra, um, I felt a lot of, I just felt a lot, a lot of it was pulling at my chest. Hmm. And so I, I, you know, like I I started working more on my, um, more on my, uh, Sorplex sacral and my root chakra. Yeah. Um, and I realized that I've neglected that area a lot mm. just because I've been working with a lot of people. So I try to shut out my own emotions. Um, and, um, you know, it's just kind of going back to a couple of years ago, um, you know, I wasn't in the best place. I, uh, I was trying to have a baby. <laughs> I was trying to have a baby and, um, my reproductive reproductive system wasn't well. I was, you know, having like cystic, um, like cyst and fibroid. Yeah. And so I was put on hormone therapy. Mm. That very year, I gained like 40 pounds. 
Oh my God. Yeah. And um, I gained like 40 pounds in that one year. And I, um, so I got scared. I stopped taking it. Um, I was just hoping things would go natural, but for about four or five months up until my hysterectomy, I was bleeding heavy nonstop. Hmm. And so I, I just made the decision, okay, I guess I can't have any more kids. And, um, you know, I, I, would, I wouldn't stop bleeding. And I was diagnosed with PCOS. Amongst really? Things, yeah. So I, I, um, I, stopped, I decided to stop fixing myself because she was, my doctor was giving me different doses of hormone therapy that weren't working. Mm. Bleeding went and stopped. So I just said, okay you know, this is it for me and, and kids. I have three beautiful boys. And um, so I, you know, that's my blessing. Yeah. So I got my hysterectomy and I realized in the moment, you know, as I was self-healing um, that when I took out my uterus, I, my whole thought was it's not there anymore. Mm. So I forgot about it. And hmm. it wasn't there anymore, so I didn't care about it. Like, I just acted like it didn't exist. Yeah. But that was where, you know, I needed healing. Yes. So I worked on that a lot. Like, every single day, like, when I, I did Reiki on myself, like, I focused extra attention on it. And um, as I was removing all of the built-up negative energies and all of the all of the hurt and pain that my uterus went through, um, I, I just started speaking more loving to myself. And, you know, um, I was, I, I literally was talking to my, like, I'm sorry, I forgot about you. Mm. You weren't there. And so I just kind of felt like, you know, I neglected it. Yeah. So when I started doing that, I, I started feeling better. And now it's like, I, I feel whole again. And more better <laughs> that's amazing yeah. that's amazing how we can actually heal the body and yeah. yeah and and the story you just told about your uterus it's so yeah. powerful and and those you know i i've studied ayurveda and in ayurveda when we talk about the chakra system yeah. it, like it's it's coming from the heart and then mm -hmm. up it's the masculine chakras and yeah. down it's the feminine ones mm -hmm. and so sometimes i feel like we're so busy in that masculine world like trying to make money and and as you were like yeah. a single parent like we have kind of we have to focus up there right, right. and right. and we forget about embodying and nurturing and like yeah. taking care and like that that movement like yeah. i remember studying in ayurveda and we were always like moving you know yeah. to, to just like activate those chakras because yeah. they're they're kind of numb they're kind of yeah. not there they're they're like downstairs <laughs> yeah. and it's almost like you know as i was healing my my root and my sacral chakras i was like thinking to myself like how how can I have forgotten about you just because you're not there anymore and such a it, like I'm still trying to process it and learn learn from it so that I can help other people but it's like you know 
when I got a remote, I, all my life, I've just, since then, not all my life, but since, since my hysterectomy, I was just thinking like, that's not there anymore. You know, like it's not a problem anymore. Mm-hmm. But then as I was healing it, I felt all the pain and neglect. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was like literally holding myself by my pelvis. I was like, oh my gosh, like I didn't know that you needed this, like this too. And so when I actually, mm. you know, did that, it really helped. And um, it was like every single week I did like maybe three days out of the week, I was doing Reiki and then um, like a couple of days other week, I would do like the angel therapy and just yeah. like, the angel energies come in and um, kind of just flush out, help flush out more of the toxins yes. um, or, or the, you know, the, I call them toxins, but the, the unwanted block energy, um, the blockages. And so, yeah, like it really helped me. And I guess we're having this conversation because we wanted to talk about like how um, everything does lead back to spirituality so you know although we are um consumed and um you know like and i don't mean in no disrespect to doctors because they they're a huge and huge reason yeah. why we, we are alive you know the work they do is so crucial and so important and um like i'm not trying to down talk them but it's it is almost our own to, to just help ingrain in ourselves that, um, you know, if there is an issue, um, we should probably think, have a little intention or a little thought process of, is there something wrong with spirit or my energy or, you know, what's going on? Um, yeah, my thoughts, my emotion, like yeah. all of that. I feel like medicine, modern medicine mm -hmm. in our world, in the Western world is to like, it's too much focused on just the body mm -hmm. and it forgot. Yes. And the and money, money. <laughs> body and money. Yeah. And, and they, for, it's, it's, it's just like if that kind of medicine, just don't take in consideration yeah. what we're going through, what yeah. are our emotion? Uh, what's, what's our spiritual life? Yeah. Uh, what's our trauma like right. and, and that's what i love about ayurveda or like chinese medicine because yeah. the, the east part um of this world their medicine is like right. incorporating the whole thing and and when you go and see an ayurvedic doctor mm -hmm. he's gonna ask you like how, how many times a day you're gonna pray uh mm -hmm. how, how many times a day you're in the in your car and uh, yeah. what's your relationship with your spouse and mm -hmm. and they're gonna ask you all of that because yeah. it's all taking place in this body this this illness or this whatever yeah. how it shows up in your body it's right. all connected and so right. yes the Western doctors are so helpful. I mean, you 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 broke your leg. You yeah. want you want somebody to just take care they, of they that. They ran tests for me. Yeah, to, to make sure my heart was okay. Like, yeah, you know, so that's why I'm like, I'm not trying to disrespect or no. talk. Or, like, we need, like, like I said, no disrespect at all. But it is the intention of keeping the um an openness to spirituality as well. It's like, if I had not been a very spiritual person myself, I would have probably succumbed to just taking the prescription until yes. I felt better. But because I was aware of my own emotions and thought process, it was like right when I saw the wildfire or the fires that started in Maui, like I said, I, I, I like when I see things like that, 
I express myself really rawly, like, oh my God, like I'm very animated about it. But there I was just like, oh my God, I'm sad. But I'm just staring at it. Mm. That scared me because I was like, no, this isn't me. This isn't yeah. me at all. And so it's almost like then you start tapping into like, okay, what can I do besides taking this prescription, you know? And yeah. then you start thinking about anxiety and you start talking to your body about anxiety. It'll start leading you to different thoughts and emotions that you need to release. Um, And so it's like, yeah, I mean, your body is all energy. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes we do need that. Like some of us, we we can take this medication if it feels aligned, but we, we have to do the rest of the work. This is not like, it's, it's not going to heal the whole thing. Like it's, it's going to be like, I feel like with every medicine the Western world is offering it to us, I feel like it's healing one part, but it's it's missing out on the whole thing. And then you just get addicted to all kinds of yeah. pharmaceutical because this one's going to create that. And then you're going to have to take another one. And then this one's going to create that. And then, and then you end up like taking so many yeah. of them and, yeah. and you're, you forget what it was all about at the beginning right. and the root right. of the so, so yeah. I feel like it's very, very, very important to just look at the whole picture. Yeah, yeah. And, and not just this one little part. Right, right. So it is really the mind, body, and soul. And it's yeah. just, um, you know, I, I wanted to share that private part. About I just, I'm, I'm on the recovering end of it. But, you know, from mid-July through August, when I was going through the chest pains, it was just... Um, it was just a, you know, I, I just want to share this part of me just because, you know, um, it's just to remind people to be intentional about like bringing, being open to spirituality and what yeah. diving deeper into what is creating this. Like if I had, if I hadn't really self, like, you know, did Ricky on myself and angel therapy is like, I would have probably never knew that my sacral and my root chakra really needed attention, you know, like yeah. I was thinking like it didn't exist. Um, but, you know, like I figured it out, I found it out. And, you know, like it says, do you go see your doctor for yeah. you go see your doctor? Yeah. Do you go see your doctor for all of their professional medical advice, but also listen to your body and be open to spirituality. Yeah. Talk with your soul, talk with your mind, have deep discussions on why you're, you're experiencing this. And, um you know even talk to us you know like if anything and we can help you through energy healing yes Um, it's really like the masculine world and the feminine world being together working in teams yeah you know the medicine world like it's it's pretty much the masculine for me like in my vision because you want to feel support in that like collecting the data Right. right. You want right. to feel support in that. You want to have like an answer on like what's what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and, right. and you want to have the support, the rest of the support, like because yeah. the doctor is not going to sit with you and say, are you OK? How, yeah. how are you feeling? You know, yeah, <laughs> like, th- this yeah. is not their role. And it's it's fine like that. We just need to bring the other part on. Like we right. need both. This is yeah, not just a an... one man show. Like right, right. And then you know, talking like you know, everything from the heart up 
Mm. It feels very divine, but it's also where we can uh, physically manifest things, right? Yes. Through and, and it's almost like, yes, yeah, so we have doctors, we want more abundance. And that's how we can bring into fruition, like those manifestations. But then yes, our, our divineness of, of our root chakra and sacral chakra, it's almost like we forget to think about those emotions, yes. those feelings, those thoughts. It's where they sit, right? Right? Yes, yes exactly. Yeah. And I love how they meet in the middle mm -hmm. and they can go out into the world from the heart space. Right. I just right. love that metaphor when like yeah. when I was in, in Ayurveda school, I was like, oh, this is just so beautiful to think about it that way you know you connect your own feminine and your own masculine through the right. art yeah and and i just i just feel like this is something like worth bringing forward like right. at large like and we can see it in in the medical system and in the educational system we can see it everywhere like yeah. the masculine needs the feminine it's yeah. it's like that it is it is what it is it's right. in, it's it's in our own body <laughs> yeah and it's like no matter if you're female or male or you know you, if you identify as another person but it's just more like when we're talking about masculine and feminine energy we're talking about like you know we're talking about energies. We're yes. talking about light and heavy energies and how do we yes. balance it. Um, it makes us feel whole and it makes us feel good. And so it's important for everyone to be intentional about it. Like, yes. like I said, if I was not as spiritually devoted as I, I am, like, I mean, I would have not recognized my own emotions and I would continue to take the prescription. Um, you know, I, I can tell that like, the couple, couple of days I was taking it, I was able to breathe more better and felt my oxygen was coming into my body, mm -hmm. but that was it. And I was like, oh my goodness, there's fires breaking out in Maui and I'm sad. But usually I would be like really animated and very like raw about my emotions. And I was like, oh, it really yeah. scared me. And I was yeah. like, and, you know, so it's kind of like be open, be in tune with your energy, a.k.a. your emotions, your thoughts. Um, and, you know, like me sharing the story again, it's just like just that, like you have to think about, you know, your mind and your soul and, you know, what's lacking, where do we need balance and um, see an energy healer if you need to figure it out. Um, you know, I, I, I always feel like, um, one of my clients did ask about like, you know, if we, you know, like do, is it wrong to see a doctor and an energy healer? I was like, no, you should see both. You should see both because, you know, um, and if the doctor is an energy healer, amazing. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, you know, we don't see a lot of those, um, holistic practice doctors protection yes practitioners a lot um maybe they're in hiding and you do find those doctors really well but it's almost like they still have to go by the book and do what yeah. they're taught and do what the clinic or hospital rules yeah. are but um yeah i was like you know you should see both i mean they're just to make sure that there's like you're getting all bases covered with your alignments um whether it's physical illness or um lacking or black or having blocked energy. Um, so, yeah. 
Amazing. Thank Amazing. you. Thank Nothing you so you. much. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Oh my gosh. Like thanks was, for giving me space. Yeah. It's it's always super fun for me. Yeah. To, you know, yeah. No, I like, I felt like this was really, really nice. You know, not only was it an outlet for me to um, share, you know, like parts of me, uh, memories of me, uh, my stories, but um, then I also, um, you know, we connected on a level where it made like it, it it reminded me and it brought me back to just the whole thought of like, you know, you and I are not different, you know, you're in a different country and I'm here and we have similar like trauma, you know, traumas that we've we've healed from. Yes. Um, but you know, the, the road ahead of us, we're walking together and um it makes me feel like, you know, we aren't alone. We, we aren't alone. And everything that we experienced was um, meant to be. And we broke in the wall and we were allowing future generations to come in fully as themselves um, and to express themselves in ways that would help us raise the vibration higher. Yeah. Um, so it, it's just a very beautiful journey now and ahead of us. And I'm glad that we can talk about this in this space. Yes. Yes, and I'm so sure that the listeners are going to relate to that as mm -hmm. well, because if I can relate to your story, I feel like a lot of people can relate to that mm -hmm. as well. And and that feeling of being lonely, I like it's time it's time we move on yeah. from that because we're not alone. We're all we're just like scattered. Yeah, <laughs> we're yeah. just scattered a little bit right now. So yeah. it's, it's all right. Let's 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 stick together let's create that revolution mm -hmm. like for me it's like one experience at a time one story at a time and let's let's build the momentum yeah. And, yeah. and let's bring forward different people so we right. can just move all together into something new something worth like living you know like yeah. change is happening anyway we might just be a part of it you know yeah. <laughs> just minus we'll just go with the flow and and trust the universe, trust source, divine angels. Um, you know, it's it is really happening, and it's happening right now. There is no tomorrow or the next day or the future. Like, if we all can just collectively decide today that today is a day yes. that we are changing, it, that's it. You know, yes, and that's what exactly. we're doing. That's what yeah. we're doing. So, yeah, committing to that change and and embodying that change every day. And the more the more of us that is committing to that, the more the, the ripple effect is going to be big. Right, you know? right. It's amazing. So, yeah, I'm glad that we're journeying together. I, I yes. honestly am. Like, really, this is beautiful, and I, the space that you're creating, like, I love it. And so, thank you. I'm, I'm so I was so excited to be here with you, and mm -hmm. I enjoyed everything that we talked about, and um, yeah. Amazing. Same. Yeah. We'll talk soon. I, I know we're going to talk again for sure. Oh, yes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. And let me know if you have any questions or if any of your listeners um, or my friends or family are interested in numerology. Um, yes. We'll add links below. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Ask your question in the comments. Reach out to us. I mean, like, let, let's create this thing. Let's go. Yeah, totally. Like, like I said, if we all just today and be like, today is a day. Um, oh, my gosh, we would be up here. We would be up here um, 
but it's okay. You know what? We are on the right track. We are on the right time. We're, we're sharing a light, inspiring other people. My story today of moving from trauma into purpose is um that's exactly it and that's why we're, we're talking about this yes. you know you and i have gone through it we move from trauma and we're living our purpose and yes um it's achievable it's yes. achievable and that is my hope that this video would inspire other people with it's just um we can move from trauma into purpose yes, yes. amazing yes. thank you thank, thank you. you so much